The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. This is the show that brings you a psychological perspective on common and current life issues. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Hi, folks. I'm Suzanne Phillips. Thanks for joining me again on Psych Up Live. Most would agree that the pandemic has taken life as we know it. Among other things, the pandemic has taken jobs, job stability, business ventures, and the hope of new employment for too many. In this show, we're going to address coping with that reality. We are going to consider in very concrete terms career planning during a pandemic. We are so fortunate to have as a return guest today, Dr. Joel Evans, a distinguished professor of business emeritus at Hofstra University. Dr. Evans will be offering specific strategies, skills, online resources, and preparation for finding employment for anyone looking for a job. He is an expert on career planning and development. He has spoken and written on self-branding, how to use self-media, social media effectively, and much more. Dr. Evans is the co-author of two books, Marketing in the 21st Century and Retail Management, A Strategic Approach. These are books that have literally been read worldwide. He writes a popular marketing blog, Evans on Marketing. In addition, he's a pancreatic cancer survivor, and he has published a free book on his personal cancer journey. We'll be giving you those links toward the end of the show. He also writes a related blog, Living Well While Surviving Cancer. He's won numerous awards, including MBA Teacher of the Year. Dr. Joel Evans, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to Psych Up Live. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. So, as we know, there are many categories of people who are presently seeking employment for different reasons. Let's take a closer look. We have graduates. We have folks from lower income groupings who are very much affected by coronavirus um, job-related loss. We have former business owners. Let's start with our graduates, Joel. If I were a new graduate and I was asking you, how do I proceed with any kind of hope of finding a job in the middle of the pandemic? What kind of advice would you give me? Okay, first off, I want to say one general thing that applies to everybody, and that is don't freak out. We have to have patience. There are jobs there. And have a plan, all right? Don't just go haphazardly at searching for a job. Be prepared. But please don't freak out. So if you're a new college grad, this is uh, obviously one of the toughest times in, uh, in memory for new college grads. So if you don't currently have a job, I'm going to give suggestions as to what you should do to get yourself more out there. Uh, but you also ought to consider right now why you're doing a job search, doing volunteer work, for example. There are a lot of organizations that very much need uh, volunteers for a variety of functions. And by doing that, you can build up 
um, your resume uh, even if you're not getting paid. So don't look down at that. That's something that could be really great on your resume. So what you need to do is to um, develop a network if we don't have one already. And we should be thinking about LinkedIn in particular. If you are not on LinkedIn, you should get yourself on it. If you are on LinkedIn, um, you want to do uh, a few things. One is that you want to join groups. So you want to join groups of alumni uh, from your college. You want to join groups of professionals in the occupations or industries that you're interested in. When you sign up for them, you'll have the ability then to email uh, or contact uh, people who are in those groups to make yourself better known. You can also generate contacts by typing in your university name in the LinkedIn search box and then seeing what names are familiar to you. So you want to look for your friends and colleagues, but you also importantly want to look for professors. In all likelihood, most of your professors are going to be at LinkedIn, and it would be good to have them as part of your contacts, but it also may be good to ask them for letters of recommendation from professors that you hadn't necessarily um, thought about. You also ought to uh, participate in free online job webinars, which talk about various jobs and interviewing and things. So it's like a podcast, and there are numbers of them that are free, and what you should do is go into Google and just type in job webinar and look for what's interesting to you. You might also look for professional associations in the uh, industry or the job category that you're interested in because a lot of these associations also have job boards where for free you can list yourself and um, have others uh, take a look at you. And certainly you want to be looking at job sites uh, to see what's available and to see what uh, job descriptions there are so you could tell how well you match up. And these range from Monster to Indeed, which advertises on TV a lot. There are tons of them. So those now, are some things to get started. Okay, so many, many young people um, actually you know, are a little bit frozen about going ahead with this. Some are frozen about how to write a resume. You know, people will tell you different things. Should it be long? Should it, how intensive should it be in terms of courses that I took? Um, people, people are so worried that they're going to present themselves in a way that's not appealing to the employer. Is there any, is there any advice you want to give our, our new graduates in terms of resumes? Yes. Uh, first, a couple things. Again, with a Google search, if you go in and um, look for free resumes, there are several sites that will give you a template. In other words, you can pick out a design and it will show you how to lay out the resume and you would be able to have something which is uh, really professional looking. Uh, some other things are 
that you want to have some kind of statement at the top which kind of indicates what you're looking for and what special skills you have. And as a new college graduate, you're going to probably want to emphasize your education. So if there are any courses that you've taken that help you develop skills in the areas you know that you'd need for a given job, you want to make sure uh, to highlight them. When it comes to job experience, please, 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 if you've had part-time jobs while you're in college, that's great to show that you've got some experience, but don't end up with four or five bullet points because you were a cashier at McDonald's. You want to keep everything in perspective. But if you have done things that are, you know, special, you may want to highlight that. I tell this to my students all the time, whether they be undergraduates or graduates. If you've got a project that you worked on at school that you're particularly proud of, you ought to put it on one page as maybe a 150-word abstract explaining what it is. Because that, and, and that will show the skills that you've developed. You must keep your resume to one page or less. That's an absolute 100%. And I'll give you a fast story for that. I had a student about 20 years ago who came in with her resume, and the resume was about seven pages. And she was graduating as an undergraduate, and it was just mostly a bunch of gobbledygook. So I, I helped her set up a one-page resume that was really nice-looking, highlighted what was important, and had her, you know, give that to her. And then in following up, she said, no, I just decided to go with my original resume. That's not the good part. Ten years later, she's in the job market. She's had some um, good experiences, and she's asking me for a recommendation and in the email for the recommendation, she says, by the way, I learned that one page is best. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> learn good. from her experience. Okay. All right. So now let's move on to many areas have been harder hit. Let's go to the food service industry everywhere in Main Street, uh, USA, and globally. We know that the wonderful food services and restaurants that we've really um, gone to have closed or have, have there's been a great deal of job loss connected. So if I'm someone who has, <clears throat> I don't have a college degree, but I have really made a living as an expert waiter in a fairly, you know, uh, well-respected um, food establishment, where do I go with this? I, I'm not well, likely to find another job in, in this industry at the moment. What would you suggest for me? Okay. Uh, first of all, you're 100% correct that jobs in you know person-facing positions and things like restaurants, it's going to be a, a long time for those to come back. So we have to consider, you know, what are we willing to accept during this tough time period, which is the pandemic and going on for quite a while, what can I do while well, maybe I take a couple of free courses and learn some different skills? So one area that's really blossoming is the food delivery business. So you've got all of these services, whether it be, you know, Grubhub or, or a number of others. You've also got um, 
Amazon and Walmart that are doing grocery deliveries, and they're doing them in two-hour windows, so they're looking for people. And, you know, if that's something that you would feel comfortable with, you're going to get a decent pay, and it's going to be something you could put on your resume, and it's going to use some of the skills uh, you've had before. There are a lot of companies that are looking for people who could, go, who could do telephone customer service. So it's not only receiving customer complaints or comments, but it's perhaps reaching out to customers because they're not able to go in so much. Um, so you've got that. If you've got skills in an area, so for example, you're a good painter, right? You can do household projects like fixing a sink. Advertise that on Craigslist, right? Do things that you're capable of doing and still generate um, some money. Mm-hmm. So those now, are just the, a, a couple of things. One of the things that I know you're going to speak about, but I, I've, is that um, Joel has a number of important re- websites for you to go to. So I decided to pretend I was someone looking for a different type of job if I had been in the food area. So I went to one site that he recommended called Career Builder. And much as he said, what popped up in front of me was many different options that I don't know I would have thought of. Warehouse work, accounting, customer service, administration assistant, receptionist. That is, it's very common to feel very overloaded not only by the loss of something you did for a lifetime, but by the impossibility of breaking into something new. But I think some of your resources, um, Joe, really are a step toward that. So one thing I might do is look for some of these options. But if I wanted to develop new skills, what would I do then? Well, first, just let me go back and recap some of the, the, the job sites, because they all have thousands and thousands of jobs that are by location, by, by job title, sometimes by income. So you've got Career Builder, you've got Glassdoor, Indeed, Monster, Simply Hired, ZipRecruiter. Those all are big sites with a lot of information. And before getting into that, that last question, let me also just say that if you're looking for another job beyond being a delivery worker or whatever, and this applies to everybody who we'd be talking about, you've got to look at your skills as broadly as possible. So instead of saying that you're a waiter or a waitress, what are the things that you do as a waiter or a waitress? So m- most heavily, you're involved with customer service. You're also, to some extent, involved with sales. You're involved with cashier stuff. You're involved with using a computer, right? Uh, So there are a lot of skills that you've acquired that would enable you to get jobs um, in other areas. Mm. Now, in terms of skill building, and again, this applies to every category, there are... A lot, of, there is a lot of free material out there for you. And um, one of the easiest uh, sites to use is called Coursera, C O U S E R A. 
course error. And this is something where, yes, it has some courses or seminars that it charges a lot of money for, but it's got a couple of thousand that are free. And you can learn skills. You can type in a skill you want to learn. Suppose you want to learn more about advertising or you want to learn more about accounting. They've got free courses that you can um, look into. You can also look at my site, which is evansonmarketing.com forward slash careers. And I've got hundreds and hundreds of articles relating to careers, everything from taking an interview to potential jobs, what's trending up, what's trending down. And um, another source to look at, if you're deci- and again, this applies to everybody, if you're deciding that you'd like to get into a new occupation or you don't know what occupations are out there for you to even consider. The U.S. federal government puts out a publication known as the Occupational Outlook Handbook. The Occupational Outlook Handbook. And the URL for that is bls.gov forward slash OOH. And that has in it starting salaries, projected growth rate, um, training, skills required for hundreds of job categories in every area that you could think of. It is a phenomenal site as a starting point to learn about career possibilities that you hadn't thought about before. That's fabulous. And I love that you invited us to take a look at the micro and macro skills that go with every single job. You know, we just think of, as you say, you know, okay, I'm a waiter or I'm a receptionist or I, um, uh, I was a business owner. But when you break down, just as you say, the number of things you have probably done in whatever job you held before the pandemic, there's a lot of jumping off points where you can then take the step, as you say, of going to some of these skill-building sites. We're going to take. You don't a, have to be so down on yourself. Right. We're going to we're going to talk about that, and we're going to come back and also talk about the virtual interview. You've been listening to Psych Up Live. We are so fortunate to be with Doctor. Joel Evans, who is a distinguished professor of business emeritus at Hofstra University. And we're talking about real concrete steps for career building during a pandemic. Call in if you have any questions at 1-866-472-5788. Mostly stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Hi, folks. Welcome back. We're speaking about career planning in the pandemic. And the question that's going to come up now is, as a former business owner, how do you proceed? So, Joel, I've been a business owner, let's assume, for uh, 20 years. I've owned a boutique, uh, men's clothing I, like many business owners, had to close. I need an income. I'm somewhat uncomfortable with being someone searching in the job market. I'm particularly uncomfortable with what people are calling now the virtual job interview. I was wondering, um, what would you say to this person? And what, what can you tell our listeners about some sort of skills and tips for the virtual job interview. Okay, so first, just to start out with the formal business owner tips and then get into the virtual interview. Great. So first of all, please, please, please don't blame yourself so much. I am sure that if you're a former business owner, you're asking, what did I do wrong? You know, should I have been in this business? You're asking yourself all kinds of questions. This is unfortunately a once in many lifetimes uh, epidemic that you had nothing to do with. And, you know, don't be so down on yourself. Next, you have to ask yourself, do you need an immediate income? And if the answer to that is yes, you need to look at your job, your future job situation as short term and long term. 
And in the short term, you need to look for something that will get you an income, even if it's not what you're looking for, and that will show a continuity of working between owning the business and um, going into the next job. You also have to look at yourself as a skilled base set of skills. I know that was redundant. You have to look at yourself as a set of skills rather than a specific job or a specific industry. So as a former business owner, what does that mean? You've got managerial experience. You've supervised other people. You've been involved with planning and profit and loss statements. You've worked long hours. You've been highly motivated. And there are certainly other skills uh, that you have. Maybe, you, maybe you've been involved in merchandising. You're involved with setting prices. You have got a huge amount of skills. When going to the job sites, if you're going to go that route, most of the job sites let you declare the level of a job that you're looking for. So clearly, you're not looking for an entry-level job and you can also specify a minimum salary. The one thing you have to be careful of is pricing yourself out to start. That's why I say look at a short-run job that I need for now while I'm planning, while I'm developing more skills, etc. So now, in terms of the virtual interview, we have to remember that there are a couple of types of this also. One is a purely uh, telephone-based interview which is, um, I think, much more impersonal and harder on both the interviewer and the interviewee because you can't see each other's facial expressions and see, you know, uh, animation or whatever. But the key thing is to be relaxed, be yourself, be honest, all right? Understand that they can... Uh, ask you any question and you'll have an answer. All right. And when you say be honest, honest, when you say be honest, do you mean in terms of my past experience? Uh, tell me. Yeah. More don't about say that. don't say you supervised fifty people when it was seven. Okay. Don't say you built a ten million dollar business when it was a million dollars. Now okay. at my website again, evansonmarketing.com forward slash careers, I have a number of uh, articles in there on um, interviews, interview tips, the virtual interview. So what we would hope that we would get is a Zoom interview. So as much as we may dread that, it has a lot of pluses in that you get to see each other. You get to communicate better. You get to feel an empathy towards each other that you don't have on the phone. You're viewed as a person. So you want to dress professionally, you want to be relaxed, and um, you don't, uh, another tip would you don't want to be on the defensive, because sometimes whether they're live or uh, virtual interviews, the interviewer wants to ask you a tough question, or perhaps even an obnoxious question, just to see how you handle it, not to see uh, what your answer is so much as to see whether you lose your temper. So as long as you are relaxed, prepared, uh, and this again goes for anybody in any position in any type of interview, do your homework. If you're interviewing with the so-and-so company, 
Look them up. What do they do? How long have they been in business? Right? What kind of skills apply to them? So, you know, we have to spend time to get a job. It's not just, boom, I'll go to one of these sites, I'll send a resume in, um, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Now, one Another of the thing was- might be, by the way, if, if your business was Better Business Bureau accredited, if you were part of that, that's something to highlight, too, because that shows that you ran a, an ethical, uh, customer-oriented business. Now, one of the things we spoke about during the break was, so whether it's male or female, um, sometimes now um, it was fine for me to run my business because my kids were in school. But now I'm going to be seeking a job that's most likely going to be working from home, but my children are either on hybrid schedules or the schools are closed or the schools are open. How am I going to let this employer know that I I can't simply be on the screen at the same exact time that my children are on screens? Is, it, is that a bad thing for me to say? How should I approach a job interview if I know I might be a single parent um, who needs the job but also has, you know, kids doing Zoom calls from home? Okay, so... My answer to that one would be that I wouldn't recommend saying that you have kids from home or on Zoom or whatever, because uh, whether they're on Zoom or not, they're going to view that as you're being distracted while you're working. So I would pose it as looking for a job with flexible hours. Okay? So sometimes in job descriptions, when you go to um, one of the job uh, sites, it will specify what the hours are. But certainly within an interview, you could say you need flexible hours. Okay. And there's only so much by law that they could follow up on. But flexible hours is not a bad answer. Okay. You're willing mm-hmm. to put in whatever hours they need. They need 20, they need 40, you're all in. You just need mm-hmm. them to be uh, flexible. Mm. Now, one of the things that you say, and I underlined it, is that when you are looking, just as you mentioned in the earlier case, for a job, because you have to pay bills, you say, when, when we've talked about this and in what you've written, less than I, you have to be able to accept, in the way I wrote, less is more, less than ideal or a temporary job has real benefit because it will show an employer, if you move on from these jobs, that you are willing to take almost anything that you can do and that you have flexibility and grit, that you're willing to do it. And that you're adaptable so that if you go to them, having had experience in a different area, that you're going to be more than willing to learn the new area and adapt them. So let me ask you. It also big... shows. It also shows that you're motivated. You know, you're not just uh, living on unemployment insurance or whatever savings you have. That you're motivated enough to take a job uh, that is not at the level that you should be on in the long term, but that you believe uh, is something that you need to do uh, during your transition or for continuity. Mm-hmm. 
So we've mentioned job sites. Just to go back to our business owner, if it were you, Joel, and you had a store for years, what's the first site you would go to to look for options or ideas? Well, I would go. I would do a couple of things. I keep saying a couple of things because I have a couple of things. Okay. The first one I would do is I, I, I definitely would be on LinkedIn, and you should be able to connect with some people who are, you know, higher powered um, people like yourself. And LinkedIn also has um, a jobs board within it, and this again applies to everybody. Where you can get job tips, they'll show you. Uh, jobs that are uh, open at the given point in time, so it is a very worthwhile. Uh, it will show you salaries. You can do skill assessments. So LinkedIn uh, slash jobs. Um, so uh, reorient me again because I didn't fully. So in, the other, in other words, it, it, for the business owner or even the person who. Uh, worked a long time in a particular skill area and doesn't have a job now, I was wondering what's the best first step. And you're saying the networking and the skills offered well, on first LinkedIn. First would be, I think, LinkedIn and networking because it has both short-term and long-term benefits to you. Mm-hmm. And you ought to mm-hmm. get involved in professional associations. You ought to look at the uh, professional organizations or whatever. So in the restaurant industry, there are trade groups and things. So they, they might have jobs that are posted there. They might have uh, advice. Um, there are, if you type in uh, jobs during COVID-19 in a Google search, you can mm-hmm. find a ton of things. Thanks. If you Thanks. type in retail jobs or restaurant jobs, you narrow it down a little. But I think to start, you want to be uh, open. And again, all of these major job sites will, have, uh, will, will help you um, get started while at the same time uh, showing you jobs that are available. And one of the things that people can jump off with that is this. If I really don't see something and I don't need the money this month, maybe it is worth, let's say, to take a, a free online course in Casera, you said, or what if I took a course on medical billing? Because I know medical piece is so big. Sometimes postponing jumping in the market and taking a course that I know leads to a specific job might be to my advantage. Is that true? Yes, and uh, because I knew you were going to ask me uh, something about um, the healthcare field, uh, I went to, uh, again, Google, because that's where you get so many returns, and I typed in jobs in healthcare. Good. And one of the more interesting sites is actually at the Mayo Clinic. And it's college.mayo.edu forward slash academics. And then if you get there, you're going to go into careers A to Z. And it lists 40 different jobs in healthcare. Great. And there are Great. other sites, if you do the Google search, top 50 healthcare careers for 2021. Uh, the U.S. News and World Report, best healthcare jobs. Uh, now, I- top medical assistant schools. I want to say to my listeners right now that if you've heard Dr. Evans mention the site and you didn't quite catch it, 
Joe, will you please give your um, a way that people can find you so they can ask the question, what was that site you mentioned or you mentioned something and I don't remember it? What is your what is the way to connect okay. to you again? So I have about eight or nine email accounts, but the easiest one for anybody to remember okay. is just Joel, J-O-E-L, Prof, which is thought short for Professor P-R-O-F, Joel Prof at Hotmail.com. Okay. All right. And if you're right, now, I promise the answer. And he will. Now, one of the things that uh, has come up is that very often people are trying to help people get jobs. Parents are trying to help new graduates get jobs. When the former breadwinner of a family is not no longer employed, other people in the family are either pushing that person and not sure how to proceed. How can people help each other in terms of understanding how to navigate this, Joe? thing is to be reinforcing, not critical, not badgering, is to be uh, supportive, 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 and maybe help with online searching for courses, um, job openings, job descriptions, which tell you what different careers are like. Um, So to get family members to be supportive of one another, to reinforce, particularly during this time period, that it's not the person's fault, that it's the, you know, the worst job market for new applicants. And, you know, we've got so many people who've lost jobs and so many people who've had to close their businesses. It's not their fault. We need to reinforce them and tell them that they've done a great job and what's happened is not their fault. And mm-hmm. also try to try to motivate. You know, let, let's you know, have a goal for the day. Let's have a goal for today. Well, a goal for this week. What are we going to do today? We're going to go find out. Uh, we're going to go go to LinkedIn, improve our site, and we're going to sign up for uh, professional associations and the alumni group for my school. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to. My website, evansonmarketing.com forward slash careers, and I'm going to look to identify, let's say, four articles that are the most valuable to me um, and print those out. So that's the okay, Tuesday Joe. activity. Okay, yeah. we're, going to, we're going to have to take a short break. It's so important what you're talking about. We're talking about how do we help people in our families looking for a job. You've been listening to Psych Up Live We're with Distinguished Professor of, Biz- of Business Emeritus at Hofstra, Dr. Joel Evans. And we'll be coming back to speak and to continue to speak about steps to take for career planning during the pandemic. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, 
voices and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Hi, folks. Welcome back. We're speaking about career planning in the pandemic with Dr. Joel Evans, Distinguished Professor of Business Emeritus at Hofstra. Now, Joel, you have a whole list of lessons that you say in terms of job search and career search that will apply to everyone. Let's go through that list and see what we might share with our listeners. Okay, so we have to have a clear understanding of the image and the skill set that we want to present to employers. So we need to think in terms of a 15-word statement that reflects both the type of position that we're looking for and our strength. So we have to be clear about it, and we have to target it at employers. In doing your resume, because we're doing these things on computers, we need to recognize that when a resume goes in now online, that in all likelihood it's being read by a computer program first. So we've got to have a few buzzwords that appear in the job description. So every resume needs to be different by 8 to 10 words to reflect that. You must have an upbeat attitude. You can't be defeatist. You must be upbeat. We do have to be realistic, though, that we are in the COVID-19 pandemic, and the effects of that are going to be felt for quite a long time. Uh, The expectations as we speak today in terms of getting everybody vaccinated, you know, whereas we're heading into the end of of the summer, probably at the earliest. Um, Let me ask you something. Let me just ask you something, Joe, because I'm listening. So if I'm, you said the resume is going to be read possibly by a machine, and I have to have certain buzzwords. What do you mean? Give us some examples. Well, if, it, if, if we look at the, you have to look at the job, the job description. Let's suppose it's accounting. Job, 
Let's suppose it's Excuse accounting. Me? Let's suppose it's, so I'm looking it, it for a job say, in accounting. It may th- say things like five years experience in accounting, uh, able to do uh, profit and loss statements with Excel, okay? Okay. Um, familiar with uh, budgeting uh, spreadsheets, familiarity. So those are a few of them. So um, we have to have somehow those reflected in the resume to let them know that we have the ability to do those things. Okay. So certain words that relate to your skill set. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. All right. So relate to your skill set as stated in a given job description. Each company has a slightly different job description. It Mm -hmm. is worthwhile to spend the five minutes on your resume to adapt it to each company so that it's not just your one size fits all. Right. Now, would you suggest, if I'm sending out resumes, that I might at the same time be taking a course like in Coursera or a free online course that keeps adding to my skill set? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we want to keep adding to our skill set. Even if I have a job that I'm happy with now, we probably have aspirations to go further. And it's entirely possible that there'll be free courses at, at Coursera or elsewhere. For example, my basic background is marketing. We live in the New York area. There's a New York American Marketing Association. They have, and even now during uh, COVID, they have virtual sessions of all types on all types of topics. It's worthwhile to belong to whatever association you would fit into to be able to participate in those things. They often also have websites where you can get in there and look at material for free because part of what they're doing is a public relations effort. So they want to spread information. So there is a lot we could learn for free, either with a formal course or outside the course. You know, from a psychological point of view, the whole idea of doing a multi-prong approach that even, I mean, the worst thing is to sit and wonder, why didn't they respond to my resume? I didn't hear from them yet. Um, If you're at the same time doing some of the searching that Joel's talking about and the networking and you're building your skill set, everything's not riding on one resume that you sent out. Now, that brings me to a question. If I send out a resume... Can I just interject for one second? And we we have to, A, not take it personally that we don't get a response, and B, recognize that companies have no manners anymore. If they get your resume, it's a 99% chance that if they don't want to interview you, that it just gets tossed and you never hear back from them. That's not on you either. Good, good. So in other words, if I don't get a response, just keep moving on. Absolutely. Okay, okay. All right. Now, what are some of the other lessons that we're suggesting? Um, So we should seek out and listen to advice from others. I don't think I mentioned that one. So Mm -hmm. talk to former former professors, uh, talk to uh, work colleagues or former work colleagues, and, and get advice, not necessarily expect that they're going to get you a job, but maybe they could look at your resume and, and know you and offer you some suggestions as to how you can improve your skill set 
or improve your resume or rethink the types of jobs that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also firmly believe in the following statement. Believe the right job for you is out there. You just need to find it. Don't give up or get down on yourself. So you may not find the job that you want in the next few months, particularly now because of COVID. And you're going to want to work at something that enables you to get more experience and earnings, etc. But don't give up. Build your skill set. Take mm-hmm. more courses. Uh, when things open up, go to networking sessions that a lot of the associations have. So whether you're a CPA or a marketer or you're a ma- in the management area, there are professional groups for all of them that have meetings that are either in person or these days um, online. So don't give up. Just keep preparing and don't get down on that for that. Joe, you, you um, once told me a story. You once told me a story about someone who was working in manual labor, and be, before he could get his the, the perfect job or the job he wanted, and he wasn't going to put that down on his resume, and he wasn't going to tell them about it. And you really, from what I remember, said, "Of course, you need to put that down. Let these people know you have the grit to do whatever it takes." So I think that's the other reason that there makes so much sense to say your job is out there, but maybe not this month, maybe not in the next well, six can months. I, can I tell you that exact story? We don't have time. Sure, sure. Okay, so this was a student of mine quite a while ago. He was one of the brightest students I ever had. He graduated undergrad with top honors. He went on to get uh, an MBA degree and then went on to own his own uh, distribution company. When he was in high school and college, He didn't have money, so he had to go out and earn money. The only thing he could find was a a job as a sanitation worker. Yes, a garbage collector. So for something like 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day, he'd go up out and he'd collect all this dirty, disgusting garbage, did it for six or seven years, and he said to me, I don't want to put that on my resume. That's going to show, you know what? And I said, what it's going to show is the most motivated person that they've ever found. And that's mm-hmm. why you want to cite it. And the motivated person doing something we all need, because where would we be without the Yeah, we all need, but not exactly. It, it, that's why people who do sanitation work get paid a lot. And the reason for that is we don't want to do it. But, but the point is that I think taking some pride in jobs of any kind make you a very viable candidate. No matter and what realizing that every job has some skill attached to it that you could mention when you put that job on a resume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in terms of a final take-home message for our listeners, what would it be, Joe? To be upbeat, to try as hard as you can not to procrastinate, and the way to do that is to um, set yourself very short-term goals, micro goals. So the goals that you want to accomplish next week, Monday through Friday, a different goal for each day. Don't make them massive. Make them things that you could handle so you don't get up in the morning and say, oh, I can't do this. And then once you do this five or 10 or 15 times, you've got a whole uh, pattern going. Remember the amount of online resources that you have available for free. All right? They're just massive. You could type in almost anything. If you look at my site, evansonmarketing.com 
forward slash careers. There are hundreds of articles related to virtually everything uh, we've talked about today. Uh, build your skill set. Even if you're doing well today, always keep building. Never be uh, complacent. And some things are quite easy to do. Um, and over and over and over again, be your number one supporter. Look to your family to be supportive. Look to your friends to be supportive. Nothing that's happened during COVID uh, is our fault. Mm-hmm. All right? I th- yes, I think the whole idea that people know you're in the company of many. And I think one of the gifts that uh, Dr. Joel Evans is giving us is to have hope and to keep moving at the same time. You don't have the skills, find a way to get them. You're not sure what to start with, just start. You're with, you're, and you're with a why, lot of... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And that's why after six years since my surgery for pancreatic cancer, I'm still here when less than 10% of people are because I have hope and I believe in the concept of live life every day. We should not ever give up. God bless. Thanks. Okay, I want to thank you, um, Joel, for returning to Psych Up Live. You've offered so many concrete guidelines. I really do think you've passed along hope today. Thank you so much. Thank I want you. To th- okay, I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast. This will be a podcast by 6 p.m. Eastern, and it will be on all the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Home, Alexa, etc. Remember to drop me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Until next week, please be safe, wear masks. Thanks and be listening. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be well and be listening.